Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening and it's been such a blast. There's so many high vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. Be fiercely protective of the imaginative wild joy that's in every child and, and that's within all of us. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business. It's about contribution. It's about meaning. That is what we seek. That is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to HoneyBook for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. If you run your own business, you're used to doing it all. But if you're struggling to get through your to-do list, HoneyBook can help. Go to honeybook.com slash dreamjob for 50% off your first year. We're also supported by Bombas. Bombas makes socks that are comfortable and look great for whenever you need with a wide variety of options. To get 20% off your first purchase, visit bombas.com slash dreamjob. Also, thanks to Skillshare. Get two months of Skillshare for free with unlimited access to thousands of classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob2 to start your two months now. Also, thanks to Cabbage. Get the money you need to run your small business today. Go to cabbage.com to get started. Credit lines subject to review and change. Individual requests for capital are separate installment loans issued by Celtic Bank, member FDIC. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I wanted to start off by reading a quote by the one and only Vincent Van Gogh. If you hear a voice within you say, you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. And it's so true, you guys. I feel like there have been so many times in my life where I say I can't do something, and it's not really that I can't, it's that I won't, because I'm afraid that if I do this thing that it's not going to be beautiful, or if I try something that I'll be rejected, or if I send an email or reach out or whatever you want to fill in the blank with. A lot of times when we say I can't, it's really I won't. And it's because we are telling ourselves that we don't have this magic and that we don't trust in the synchronicity of listening to that thing that's whispering to you. So I hope that today you paint, you write, you bake, you reach out. And by allowing yourself to do and create and giving yourself permission to make something messy and mediocre, you will be so unbelievably surprised of how much is inside of you. 
Speaking of which, I cannot believe that my book is going to be out in the world in less than 30 days, in less than a month. Yeah, my book is coming out November 12th and uh, I've had all the feels, you guys. I started this process two years ago. I wrote the book and rewrote the book and rewrote it and rewrote it again. And to tell you the truth, I wish that I could have continued to rewrite it because when I finally was told, that's it, you can't edit anything else, I had so much more I wanted to say. And since then, I've had so many things that I would have changed or more things I would have added. But I did pour my heart into this book and there are beautiful stories and incredible insights, um, not just things that I have found to be the most important lessons I've learned on my journey, but the things that people have shared on this show that I thought were the most critical that really could bring you back to yourself to help you live life in the most fulfilling way to come back to this place of becoming really truly aligned with who you are. And there's steps in there of what to do. You know, you can listen to the podcast and I'm glad that you are because I, I'm so happy that you're here listening and there's hours and hours and hours of content. But what's nice about the book is that it sort of boils it down to, okay, so what do we need to do? What are the lessons? What are the steps? And what are the key things to implement and incorporate so that we can make the things that we know we have to make and make them for who needs to have them? And how do we, how do we put this into the world and be able to make a living being us? and getting paid to be who we are. So if you haven't bought the book yet, then you're in luck because there are more bonuses. We are now in our last push of bonuses. And so here's what you get. If you pre-order a copy and if you already have pre-ordered a copy, then you're all getting a link to download the songs that I've played of mine on this show. If you buy a suggested amount anywhere from three to five books, you will be given entrance to a two hour workshop I am giving on how to quit your day job because I know that so many of you love this idea of being able to step into what really feels like the work you're supposed to do. And you might have this question, but how, what am I supposed to do now to build the runway? What steps are critical? How can I make use of the time while I have this day job while I'm saving toward, while I'm working toward being able to quit. So I'm going to be doing a two hour workshop on how to quit your day job and that you will get entrance to if you buy anywhere from three to five books. Suggested amount would be buy five books, but three to five books, we would love it. Um, and then you get entrance to that as a two hour workshop. And you also get entrance to the ask me anything Q and A that I'm doing a 90 minute Q and A where I will just be there really to listen and to give feedback and to support. And I think that both of those things are super valuable. So you can give a book to a friend, you can give a book to a coworker, you can give a book to a family member. So go ahead, buy the five books and you will be helping us, but you will also get that workshop. And that workshop comes with a workbook so that you will have a guide when you are finished watching that live workshop. You will have a guide so that you can go through that on your own time and refer back to it. Um, in addition to that, we are offering a party and a mastermind at my home, that's going to be capped at about 40 people. So the first 40 people first come first serve, we'll be able to get in on that. If you're interested in coming to that day long mastermind and you're interested in being at that party at my house, December 7th and 8th, then you can DM me on Instagram. You can send us an email. You can reach out however you want. And we will tell you um, the suggested amount of books that we are asking for you to buy in order to be part of that 
And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for showing up and being a part of this community. You guys, because of you, because of you sharing it with a friend and another friend, this podcast has become a fierce, incredible fire that is waking people up from the inside, from the depths of what they've always really wished to, to say, to do, to be, um, to experience. And I just want to say thank you because if it wasn't for you, this community wouldn't be what it is. And I just can't tell you how grateful I am. So if this has meant something to you and you want to give this as a gift to someone else, if you want to give back to us by the book, by the book, by the book. And you will be helping me get on that New York Times bestseller list, which is such a huge deal. You guys, it is such a huge deal. And we are so close to our goal. So if you all are feeling inspired and you want to get the book and get in on the pre-order bonuses and you want to help me get on that list, it's a big deal. And it allows me to really spread this message so much wider. There's a whole algorithm to how it works. But when books get on the New York Times bestseller list, it's huge. And all the bookstores start to carry it and they start to put it at the front of the store and talk shows start to call and you start to have a platform and I can really do bigger work to be a stand and to give this compassion. It's so big inside of me. It is just this compassion that I just feel so deeply. I can just do more. So you'll be helping me to do more and to raise my voice louder to do the work I'm doing, which is to help other people find their work and find their place so that they feel like they've come home and they feel found and they feel seen. And that is the mission I'm on. So if you are a believer in that, then buy the book, buy a couple extra, help me get on that list. We are so close. And then the world will rally around us and they will, they will be conspiring with us to help everyone far and wide to find their sense of purpose to feel seen and to make other people feel seen and to build a life that's filled with empathy. So today's episode is super special because we have someone who I just adore. His name is Brad Montague. He's a writer, artist, best-selling author, speaker, and he's the creator and director of Kid President. Have you guys seen those incredible YouTube videos? Yeah, they have about 44 million views. That series included videos with some incredible people like Barack Obama, Beyonce, Tom Hanks, Steve Martin. I mean, we were talking about the creme de la creme. They were featured pretty much everywhere. Time Magazine, NPR, BBC, CNN, ABC, New York Times, and just everywhere. You may have come across his awesome doodles on Instagram. He's at Brad Montague, or if you follow me, you've seen his work because I've reposted his stuff a few times. Brad co-authored the best-selling book, Kid President's Guide to Being Awesome. And he has another book coming out next year called Becoming Better Grownups, Rediscovering What Matters, and Remembering How to Fly. And we're going to get into some of the juicy nuggets from that book and so much more. It was just such a pleasure to sit down and talk with Brad. He is a beacon of light. His work and his words are rejuvenating and inspiring. I feel so blessed to be in his company, to be sitting across from a soul like him. So I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. Without further ado, please welcome the imaginative, extraordinary Brad Montego. Hi, Brad. I'm so happy you're here. And some of you probably already know Brad because his work really is making big waves in the world. So Brad, I want to talk to you first about what is the thing that got you in this place where you were like, I have to make things that help people come back home to this wonder inside of them. Where does this come from in you? Oh man, I always loved to 
draw and make things that were funny. I did comics. I would finish tests early in fourth grade so I could draw on the back of them and do jokes to make classmates laugh or whatever. And then I stopped doing that. And I thought, well, you can't do that. That's childish. That's silly. You should grow up. I even like wanted to be an artist and I'm like, I can't be an artist. I'll I'll be somebody who actually can get a job. So I'll be an architect. I'll make buildings because then I still draw. And then I realized that you have to draw with very precise (laughs) lines and I can't do that. And it would be a terrible building that would not last. And I sort of stopped. I moved into work where I thought this is close enough to my heart's desire. So like, I worked in the news for a while. I, I was uh, had a camera, so I'm like, this is fun. I, I was occasionally like on camera. I was occasionally like getting to edit and cut stories, be with people. But when you're in news, you're telling people's worst day, yeah. like over and over. And it really hit me that maybe there's a better story to tell. Mm-hmm. So I, I went on a search for that. And bit by bit, and even still, I'm still looking for what's the better story that we could tell today that's true, that's truer than true, that resonates with me, that would resonate with a fourth grader now, but also finding that it also resonates with their teacher and their parents, every person. It's just true. There is just such a clear mission that you want to put kindness in the world and what you touch is turning to gold because the authenticity of it is so clear <laughs> and you're so creative. And just to think that someone who's meant to do the work you're doing could have been possibly stuck sitting somewhere drawing buildings. Not that that's a bad thing, but for you no. to not do your work in this world, mm-hmm. that path doesn't seem realistic or practical. And you have so much like bubbling over from inside of your heart that you want to share. That That is the exact feeling that I had of, I felt like I don't have the skill to do the stories I want to tell. I, I want to draw a real human person, but I can't. They're little, they look like little potatoes. With hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's something I have to tell. There's a better story that needs to be told. That need, like something needs to be shared. And then the more I began to share, that need to share outweighed my insecurities. Yeah. <laughs> still, still insecure about it. Still feeling like, oh, this is a little potato person. But if I don't share this, I am going to hurt inside. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the journey along the way. What were some of the things that you tried that you felt were were a milestone? I I think a big moment was then I began looking for what's the better news to share? Like, what would that be? And then really, really being drawn to what I was hearing about happening with um, young people. Like I was hearing about these students in our neighborhood who were starting drives and initiatives to help our neighbors who are homeless and really kind of lasering in on there. One of the first groups was a, a couple of girls in rural Alabama that started a soup kitchen hmm. and went and spent the day with them. And I just was floored, floored. 
because it wasn't polished, it wasn't perfect, but it was perfect because <laughs> they, they saw a need. They rose up and met it. It was none of the adults in their lives said you should do this. They literally just heard that there were kids that they had been tutoring that didn't have food outside of school. And so they started it. They said, well, they asked a couple of people that they knew that could cook and they started bringing food and they've been doing it for years. And um, I just thought, why isn't this headline news? Why don't we give them a platform? Mm -hmm. So more and more, I started spending time with those kinds of kids and finding that uh, they were all over. Mm-hmm. And as I did that, I would share a few of them online and I was still doing some art, but uh, I was working in a marketing office, but I was pouring my guts, my heart and soul into this stuff with the kids. Cause that made me come alive. Like yeah. made my bones shake. It was just yeah. like, this, this is important. And so there was a big distance between the joy and hope I felt when I was with kids and then the work I would do that was um, in the business world that was, you know, sharing whatever was happening that we needed to work on, whatever that, that ended up being. So kid president grew out of this desire to bridge those audiences, to give voice to what was already existing in the world with kids, but that maybe wasn't being listened to. And it was really silly. Also, it was just, I wanted to spend time with family as I made these things. And Robbie, who played the part of Kid President, is my little brother-in-law or little brother as we just would refer to each other, uh, lived across the street from me. And so he became the, I put him in his suit and oh. said, let's have grownups listen to you. What would you say? And um, crafting out messages that would be a consistent, steady stream of changing the frequency of what was being shared and heard. Yeah. And, um, as it grew, I feel like I did too. And did you have any sort of inkling that these videos would get shared and played millions and millions of times? I was floored that uh, I thought, you know, we had – 200 views or something on the first one. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. <laughs> um, it was um, also partly, it was less about, I want this to build a community around. I want this to get big. It was a very disciplined, personal thing of, I had always had lots of ideas, but it never stuck with one. <laughs> like I would just get excited about the idea and let it go. And so this was a habit. I said, I'm going to every week make a video. I love being with him. I love writing this. I love the connection. And so every Thursday, whether I had an idea or not, a video was going to come out. And I believe the 24th video is the one that actually made a splash. You know, within a few days after that video, we were on the Today Show and Al Jazeera News, BBC, like all over the world. And I'm just like, I miss the 200 people. Wow. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. What, what happened in that time that, that made it sort of catch fire? It was a combination of so many things. And the thing that I know for certain is that we showed up consistently. The message only became more and more refined each time. Sometimes it, I would miss the mark, it'd be off key a bit, but it was always trying to find what am I trying to say about hope and joy and 
getting it. And that is, I felt like I finally got closer to what was in my heart and head in that one. So there was the craft part of that that was, I feel like, landed. Then we're in the midst of an election season. And so there was this attention around politics and a need for this kind of different message. But it was in January when it came out. So it was post-election. We're at the beginning of a new year. And when it clicked, it was thrilling and terrifying. Thrilling in that people are listening. They're paying attention. I've been making things every day of my life for my whole life. And now suddenly people are paying attention. And then terrifying because, oh, no, people are now paying attention. But I've continued the habit of making something and releasing something all the time. And it has been super healthy for me. Yeah. This conversation is so amazing, but let's just take a quick ad break. Bombas are comfortable socks, if not the most comfortable socks made from super soft, natural cotton. Each pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe and a cushioned footbed that's super comfy, but not too thick. They have tons of colors, patterns, links and styles to choose from. And they're super versatile. You could wear them to the gym, at the office or even out on the town. They also have new merino wool socks designed to be breathable, dry and never itchy with just the right amount of thickness. I got a bunch of their socks and oh my gosh, it has been like walking on a cloud. My favorite is the shadow stripe ankle socks, but I also love the no-show socks because I can wear them with my sneakers. And I also love that they're all about giving back. For every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Get 20% off your first purchase by going to bombas.com slash dreamjob. That's B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash dreamjob for 20% off. I can't tell you how much time I spent on work these past few weeks. It is so crazy. And unfortunately, this usually happens when you're running a small business, but your time is so valuable and getting the money you need shouldn't take up all of your time. That's why Cabbage created a simple modern way for businesses to access up to $250,000 of credit. Cabbage has an online application process that takes just minutes to complete and get a decision. If your business qualifies, you can access the amount you need right away and withdraw more funds if you need extra capital in the future. I know so many small businesses owners who struggled early on because they didn't have the money to support those startup costs. So having this access to funds is really helpful because it gives you that extra boost to hire more people for your team or get better equipment. And most importantly, save you from stressing about whether or not you're going to have the money to make that dream job a reality. Cabbage has an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've helped over 200,000 small businesses and they want to help you too. Get the money you need to run your small business today. Go to cabbage.com to get started. That's K-A-B-B-A-G-E.com credit line subject to review and change individual requests for capital are separate installment loans issued by Celtic Bank member FDIC. There's so many beautiful messages and we're going to move on from this. But if you had to boil it down, what did you really want to say with that series? It was so much about a deep desire for connection. Everything in it is about somebody wanting to be heard Uh, There's a little can phone with string on the desk. Um, Everything in the office there was designed to be able to somehow connect to people. The video that I felt like most says everything that, that I wanted was there's one that I wrote for my son when he turned one on his first birthday. And it's called Letter to a Person on Their First Day Here. And it's all of this giant reminder that there are children all around us to listen to that deserve our attention. And there's this child inside of all of us too 
that desperately needs to be heard and nurtured and, and celebrated. And there's a line in that that I have tried to make a habit of saying to every person I meet and mean it. And every time I make a video, every time somebody posts a comment, but I'm glad you're here. <laughs> that is one of the most important things we can say and mean. And so in the video, it's as you meet this first baby on their first day, they're saying, I'm glad you're here. I think a lot, a lot of ways we do is we, we don't necessarily let people know how much power they have, how much value they have, how much each person matters in the symphony of humanity. And so to listen to the smallest voice is a giant act of love that we should all do. Yeah, that's exquisite. And one of the things that's so beautiful about you, and you, you said it before, I like how in some of your language you talk about like, you know, this is for kids or people who are former kids. Right? <laughs> yes. You just said that before too. Like, you know, I wanted to make this, you know, for the, the child in all of us. Mm-hmm. And there is such a beckoning to people um, that there's space here for you. Yes. And there's, there's a whole table of things for you to get your hands dirty in and, and make that spot on the wall and, and add your color. And I, I have posted many things of yours, but one of them I posted months ago was this beautiful drawing of a table. And you're like, there's a seat waiting for you, right? Yeah. Table. Yes. So tell us, those of us who aren't, aren't convinced of that yet, what do you mean by that? What do you mean that there's someone inside of us that we left behind and that there's room for us when we've been surrounded by people who've told us to stay in the lines and be like everyone else. Yes. I think one of the things that would help all of us is a great remembering, a a giant remembering of the people we were meant to be, the people that we are, but the people we forgot, uh, that either it was quieted, or forced out, dimmed, and yet it's still there. The, the thing that I love, I love when there are people who can welcome you, see you, and let you be who you are and be welcome. And I haven't always felt like I belonged. I haven't always felt like I had a voice that mattered or a voice that I felt was a little too weird, a little too off, a little too not what I should be. And that longing has made me want to create bonfires of belonging, (laughs) places where people can feel warm, feel like they belong and have a place there. And so the thing that I've found is that it's not limited to a certain group of people, but instead every single person desires that, wants that, longs for belonging. So when I met my most uncomfortable in these places where it's like, ah, they booked me for the wrong event. Like they don't want me to speak here. This is a bad idea. If I just remember that they're all human beings who want to be loved, just like me, it's going to work. And without fail, it has. It doesn't mean it hasn't been easy, but it always, always connects because there is this thing inside all of us that is a a thread throughout all of humanity is this longing for 
acceptance and love and for each other. And so we already have it. (laughs) We can have an expansive spirit, open people into it and say, you know what? I know that they've cut people off from the table, but I have a table. You're welcome at it. Come on. And pretty soon the whole restaurant was just one giant table all put together. And it's, it's just all of us there. Uh, That's, that's what I want to see. And a lot of the messages that I've created originally originated in, I want this to matter to a fourth grade classroom. And then finding that everybody else needed it too. And that's been a great gift to discover. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. We had Julia Cameron on the show and I asked her, I said, do you really think every person is talented or creative at something? I mean, really, you know, and she said, have you ever been in a, a preschool and seen any child that doesn't love to paint or play an instrument? Mm-hmm. No. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said, but what they have in common is they're going to let themselves play the instrument upside down or they're going to get paint in their nose and that's, <laughs> it's okay. And it's okay. Yes. And they're okay. And so I think that people who are listening to you right now might be thinking, oh my gosh, he's so loving and he's giving me all of this unconditional kindness. But what he doesn't know is that like, he's really talented and I'm not. So how do we as people stop overthinking it and stop selling ourselves down the river when really it's like hard to see any other reality than he doesn't get it. He's just being nice. (laughs) It's just being nice, (laughs) (laughs) which is there is greatness, a divine spark in every person that I really do believe has to be nurtured and has to be loved out of them, that it is there. It is something that is wild and wonderfully unique to them that is there. And what I love is, is when um, I wrote a story about, and I share this a lot, it, it's about a bird who is incredibly afraid of the song he has to share because it doesn't sound like the other birds. Um, I love it so much. Have these songs that are really cool and perfect and these birds over here are doing this and the Cardinals doing this. And he's really into hip hop. And so like, it's just very confusing. He doesn't want them to hear it. But then he just feels this great sadness and says, I've got to share it. So this bird begins to, he gets a beatbox out and then he starts playing. (laughs) And the entire woods come gathered around to hear the new music. And a lot of them are confused and they send nasty tweets as they do. And then some of them are just like, that's not music. I'm out of here. But then a lot of the other birds are like, whoa, wait a minute. I think he just took a piece from Cardinal and he took a piece from that bird. He's remixing. This is cool. It's a whole new thing. And so then because of what he's done, he's no longer alone. That that, that song has, has filled the woods with a song it needed, a sound that was missing. And that is the thing that I see great teachers doing this, great parents, grownups who are letting every kid know they are a piece of a puzzle. That if they're not sharing that thing, no matter how small, tiny it feels, if they're not doing it, we're not seeing the whole picture. Mm -hmm. We're missing it. And um, there's a, a woman that this just is one of my favorite things 
one of my friends was a filmmaker and his mom was visiting a nursing home and she heard this uh, elderly woman playing piano and it was so beautiful and she played it every day. And he started coming with his mom to meet this woman and discovered that her whole life she had written children's music, but she never did anything with them. So he got together a bunch of people and recorded her songs. And it's this beautiful story of this woman who had this gift and she felt like they were too simple or too, she's just a mom. It was this weird time. So she just sort of kept them in the little piano bench and then shared them with the world years later. And um, I got to do an event where we pulled the entire audience together and had them all sing one of her songs in a symphony hall and right where it belonged out in the world that this song had been missed. It was missing. I like to think that maybe there's a cave of forgotten songs, lost stories, messages, characters, businesses, products, rockets, things that were supposed to be made, but people just were too afraid Yes. They hid them. Yeah. And somehow we can begin to bring those out of the cave, bring them out. So and beautiful. humanity's better. We're better for it. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love how you say, like, if it's not shared, there's a part of the story we're missing. You know, yeah, we need that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that you say that. How do you encourage someone who's listening right now to press publish and take the seat at the table when they are so afraid and there's so much pain. Yeah. At first it was confusing because a lot of kids would message me saying like, I want to start a YouTube channel. How can I get followers? Uh, but then it's also changed to where it's other people wanting to start a business or whatever. And they reach right. out thinking that I have some great insight of how to do that. <laughs> and I'm going, Oh, I don't know. Um, but then I found that the most helpful thing to share, whether it's this, teenager who's wanting to start a YouTube channel or someone wanting to do something bold and new in the world, there's this need where you're going to say, okay, I want to do this for followers. I want to do this for applause. I want to do this for love when the answer is to do it from love. So the starting question for that kid wanting to start their YouTube channel that I asked them is, Okay, well, we'll get to the follower stuff later. I, I can give you some hacks later. We'll figure, you know, but what do you want to say? Like, what's in your heart of hearts? Like, what is it that you feel like you are so full of love, you've got to share this? Yep. What do you have to share? And then they begin to open up. They begin to have something. Or maybe they don't, and then they have to step away and come back. But to do it from love, not for love, is the starting place where you, you're going to have fuel to get you through yep. everything. Yep. That deep desire to love the people around you, to connect, to bring them into their bigger selves, that's going to pull you through the hard days. It's so true, and you're right. And I'm glad you're reminding me of that, but that really is the greatest way to overcome this fear is to not make it like I have to – prove something or be impressive is like, I just want to give something, right? I want to make uh-huh. it about what I'm doing it for. And then I don't have to even worry about all those other things because I just know I have to put this yeah, in. This is just a gift. It's just a gift. It's not a thing yeah. in which you're trying to win something back or, or get a golden ticket to get, get enter somewhere. 
You literally just sharing a gift. I just love the way that you just put that. Like if you give someone a gift, you didn't need them to press subscribe. You don't need them to think it's the best present they ever had. It's a gift. Yeah. Love it. Okay. I have a few more questions, but first we're going to say thanks to our sponsors. You've heard me say this a ton of times on the show and I'll say it again. You have permission to play. You have permission to explore your curiosity and learn, even if you don't get something the first time. That's why I love our friends at Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. You can take classes in video, graphic design, music, creative writing, marketing, you name it, they have it. Whether you're figuring out your next side project, pursuing a longtime passion, or picking up a new skill for your day job, Skillshare has classes is right for you. Right now, you can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer of two months of Skillshare for free when you go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. I've taken their classes in productivity and watercolor painting, and I love how they make learning so convenient and so accessible. If I want to improve my email copy or learn more about branding, I can just hop on Skillshare and learn at my own pace. This is such a valuable resource, and you can get two months of unlimited access to their thousands of classes for free, so there's really no excuse not to check it out and expand your knowledge. To sign up, go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. That's the number two. Again, go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob2 to start your two months now. When you envision your dream business, you probably think about creating and interacting with your people who say, I love what you do, but you're not thinking about the less glamorous parts like drafting proposals and contracts or tracking down payments. That's why you need HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. They even consolidate services you already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp or Gmail. Their professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation keeps everything on track so you can save time and do more of what you love. I tend to have parts of my business a little all over the place, but HoneyBook lets me streamline all these processes like automating emails and tasks. That work usually takes hours out of my day and I'm trying to be less of a workaholic, so I'm really glad that there are services out there like this. And right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash dreamjob. Payment is flexible and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash dreamjob for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash dreamjob. So speaking of things that you're putting in the world, you wrote a book called Becoming Better Grownups, Rediscovering What Matters. And then I love the last part and remembering how to fly. Yeah. What's this book about? Why did you want to write this book? So we did a book uh, called Kid President's Guide to Being Awesome. And I had a blast writing that. I had a bigger blast going on book tour, like getting to be in classrooms and schools, being with people. Like I'd been tethered to my laptop, editing videos, writing videos, like constantly was right. never actually getting to interact with the humans that like were seeing them. And so to actually look people in the eyes, to hear the stories, it was oxygen for me. It was just ah, uh, the world, like there's so much beauty out there. So good. So I immediately wanted to go on book tour again, but I didn't have a book. <laughs> and so I was like, what am I going to do? So I uh, started a listening tour and I just showed up, schools applied to it and they would let me come in their classroom and I'd have questions that I would sent beforehand or whatever. And to a varying degree, they could just share with me how I could be a better grown up. Like what what do you want to tell the grown up world about like what we could do better? What's wrong with us? And kids opened up in big ways and quiet little whispers and loud shouts. 
of, hey, man, like you guys need to step it up. You need to do this. And it was really eye-opening. And so it turned into this big project where I was like, I'm going to visit with elementary schools in every single state. And so I interacted with schools that were like castles that looked like Hogwarts, schools that were in trailers, homeschools, unschools, mm-hmm. all sorts of environments. I love that you said a listening tour. I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course he did a listening tour because he could listen. <laughs> so tell us what some of the main lessons are that really stuck in your heart. One thing that rang true all of because it varied all of the different things that kids would say. But what I really discovered, I had spent so much time, you know, trying to make sure that the kids knew they mattered. Your presence matters. What you do, like just you being here makes the world more awesome. And the big thing I learned that they want from grownups is just us to be there. Just be there. You show up. And it doesn't have to be spectacular. Even discover that there's science, there's research to prove this, that what actually helps us cope and grow and give us the things we need is just consistent people who showed up. Uh, they didn't throw us a big party or take us on giant trips. They tied our shoe every day and they were there. And so as a dad, as a man, like wanting to do right by the people in my orbit, it gave me great ease and comfort to realize that I just relax my shoulders, and just be there, be present in their lives. So that, okay. that was big. I also, like after I'd spent time with all of the kids, I hit this point where I realized I needed a vision, of a true north for going forward. Like, is there, are there people who've done this right? Is there anybody who hasn't figured it out? So I interviewed people over the age of 100 and spent time with them, former kids, people who've actually grown up. And what I found was the same presence and gratitude and wonder that a fourth grader has. Those really bright 103-year-olds, they got it. They hung on to it. It was hard fought for a lot of them, but they came back to it. And they were more alive than sometimes the kids. It was fascinating and gave me a North Star. of, Oh, I want to be like that. That's incredible. When you say they were more alive and you mentioned a few words before, was the central thing gratitude? What was the central? Oh, yes. It was gratitude. I think it was gratitude and wonder. Several of them in the conversation over and over, they would say, wow, how great we're here. There was one lady who over and over just kept interrupting the conversation. You'd be like, wow, now where did you grow up? And I'd say, Tennessee. She's like, I grew up in New York. What are we doing here together right now? How wild is this? <laughs> I love over that. And so over, over and over. Just like almost she's just sitting there in awe and constantly going like, hey, hey, wake up. Come sit here in awe with me too. The fact that we're here. That was a great gift. And I think kids have wonder, maybe not always gratitude. Yeah. And there's a wisdom to that I think is hard earned that, that, we can yeah. land in of, of having the wonder and the gratitude yep. all the time, no matter the circumstances of being able to see the magic, even when it's hard. Yep. Cause it's always there. So those are some really 
essential elements of, of what it means to be a better grown up. That last piece of the title, remembering how to fly. What yeah. did you learn about that that we can take with? <laughs> There's a story that goes throughout the book that's um, in three parts. That's called the incredible floating girl. And it's a story about a girl who is born with this ability to fly. She just keeps floating. And uh, her dad's really upset about this. Um, just, concerned, you know, what are people going to think? She's going to hurt herself. So it's the entire community rallying around, hey, we've got to get a handle on this. And then how to come to terms with the hurt of that, of hiding that, and the need to return to flight. That came from the first time I held my daughter. We have two children. My son, when I held him, it was this beautiful moment. My daughter, though, was born with this just wild exuberance, this joy that just was natural. And the, do so the doctors are just like, oh, it's gas. Like, she's just gassy. She's just laughing all the time. And I was like, she's like really happy. She doesn't know that I do not know what I'm doing. She is just this happy baby. <laughs> and I became the, like, it spooked me in my head. I'm thinking, I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to completely make her lose this joy. And it just, I became determined to not want that joy to go away. How do I hang on to that? I, I met a, uh, a principal, a high school principal at one of the visits. He asked all of the parents of kindergartners who are coming into the school, what do they want to, what do they want to be? What do you want your child to become and who are they already? And there was one parent who said that his daughter wants to be a unicorn trainer and and he said what my hope is for you in this school is that you won't let her lose that that imagination that that fierce imagination and the principal vowed that he would not that he would do everything he could and um that i think is something we should all do is be fiercely protective of the imaginative wild joy that's in every child and and that's within all of us yeah as we're closing out i feel like so many people who listen to this show and i think so many people in general but they have so many things that they would love to make but sometimes they don't know what it is mm -hmm. and my guess is that they don't spend enough time just like iterating or putting it out there right but i'm curious what you would say because you seem like the kind of person who has like like a thousand ideas a day, but then certain ones you choose to do something about. What is your sort of um, advice to someone who wants to do it now? They're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm putting it out there, but like, what do I put out? How do I get back in touch with my creativity or how do I sort of unleash that part of me? Yes. Okay. I think one thing a lot of people get hung up on is they hang their hats on the success of what that's going to, what the outcome's going to be thinking, this is the thing. If I make this, that means I'm a writer of books forever. Uh, that's my thing. And what I feel like is freeing to any person who makes anything is allow yourself to make lots and lots and lots of things. Uh, and that may seem even more daunting, but it's actually not because then you can say, I've got this thing burning inside me. I want to make it, make it, just make it. 
Is it good? I don't know. Just make it. And then make something else. And then make something else. And more and more and more, you're going to find your distinct voice, the thumbprints that are you. Like It may actually not be a podcast. It might be a film. It might be a play. It might be a business. It may be wherever, X. It is vital that you just do it. (laughs) Get it out of you. And then do more and do more and more. And you'll find it. And we will be better for it. Yep. Tell us where we can find you because you're so delicious. What's the best? I'm on Instagram at Brad Montague, M-O-N-T-A-G-U-E. And um, the book is coming out. You can go to beabettergrownup.com. It's for pre-order now. And everybody who pre-orders, this is top secret, Kathy, but your listeners, they can know this. (laughs) Uh, Pre-order, you get inducted into the secret society for better grownups. You have to do a pinky promise once you get it, but then you're officially in the club. I love it. Everything you do makes the world so much more alive and so much more loved. So thank you for all of it. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. So how special is he? All right. Here are some takeaways. Number one, each person matters in the symphony of humanity. Listening to the smallest voice is a giant act of love that we should all do. Number two, everyone longs for acceptance and love. Tell them, I have a table for you. Come on over. I'm glad you're here. Number three, there is greatness, a divine spark in every person that has to be nurtured and loved out of them. Number four, there is a cave of forgotten songs, lost stories, and businesses. Let's bring them out of the cave. Humanity is better for it. Number five, create from love. What do you want to say? What's in your heart of hearts? What do you have to share? Number six, kids and adults just want us to be there. And number seven, be fiercely protective of the imagination and the wild joy that's inside of you. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Really thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time out of your very, very busy life to listen to this show. You are all amazing and you have no idea how many times I'm driving in the car and I just start to cry thinking about how much I care about each one of you and how much I know that you deserve to be seen and that you have so much to put in the world. If you like this episode or any episode, share it with someone. There are just too many people out there who are playing on the sidelines, sitting it out, who have just hidden away their gifts, who don't know that they're worthy of living a life that's truly aligned with them and magical. So we can all change that. We can change that today. Send this episode or any episode to someone that you love and leave us a review. Remember to pre-order the book so that you can take part in the two-hour workshop I'm doing live on how to quit your day job and the 90-minute Ask Me Anything session. If you want to be a part of the party and day-long mastermind I'm doing, you can DM me or email for details on that. And when you buy the books in order to get in on that workshop and the workbook and everything else, I'm also giving away the songs that I played on the show, a link to download those for free. If you want to get in on that, go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. And we'll also leave a link in the show notes so that you can let us know when you pre-order those books so that we can get you in on all the bonuses. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.